Yes, people, it's episode 239 of Chris Brain Dump, and it's me, Griff, obviously. How are you doing? Are you well? It is Sunday, the 29th of August. It's carnival weekend, but there's no carnival. What are you going to do? I'm going to be gigging this weekend as well. It's meant to be the first ever comedy fest at Roundwood Park to replace the carnival. You know, there's no carnival, so you come to a comedy festival instead. That didn't happen this weekend either. Um, so this weekend, what have I done? I've chilled. I've relaxed, switched shifts. Switched shifts with the wife. Uh, I do the early morning shift now with the Bambino. Uh, it's the same same protocol, just find something good to watch, get a cup of tea, have something to eat with a cup of tea and try to keep the kid asleep. <laughs> that's, that's it. But um, yeah, man, it's uh, what, what have I else been doing this week? Have I gigged this week? I don't think I have. I haven't gigged this week. I'll be gigging on Monday. So when this comes out, be at uh, the Albany at uh, Golden Mike, Uncle Ed. Uh, Abs the Truth, Mark Akadiri, who else is on? Jimmy James Jones. So some, yeah, most most of the crew will be there. I think Philo might even be turning up. But yeah, um, so that's what I've been doing comedy wise. Then everything else just been, just been, yeah, nothing. That means if you know what I've done this week, I bet it's something massive, and I've completely forgot about it. Nope. No, no, nothing. Uh, yeah, so what's been going on in the world? Just going with you guys. Um, football, Tottenham, top of the league. Three goals, three wins. None conceded. That's it. I'm not going to talk about any other team. I'm not going to talk about any other team that haven't scored a goal this season, haven't got any points on the table. I'm not talking about any other team. I'm going to just talk about my team who are top of the league. And uh, you can say it's only three games in, but oh, we've won all three of those games. So suck your mum! Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, what else is we going in the world? Uh, Afghanistan's still happening. Um, I, I've, I don't know what's happened in the world. I don't think I've made a note of anything um, that's happening in, in the world that has really grabbed my attention. Is there? Is there a, no, um, I mean, it's September, so, well, it's not September yet, it'll be September at the end of the week, which means that, like every year, uh, I have to bring back my jokes about, uh, about certain events <laughs> that happened 20 years ago, um, so yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, it's, no, I've got nothing, I've got no notes, Oh, that's what I've done this week. I spoke to uh, Carolyn Cooper from the Jamaica Galena. Shout out, um, Carolyn Cooper. Um, yeah, she, she stumbled across uh, one of my memes. And this is why it's good to watermark your work, people. You're going to make something, put a little watermark on it, and you will be discovered. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, Jamaica Galena... Um, Massive newspaper in Jamaica. I think it might be the biggest newspaper in Jamaica. Um, I don't know, but she's um, but she's also no, she's she's uh, but yeah, she she reached out to me and said, "Hey, I liked your meme, and just wanted to know if you if you were the one who made it." 
I just want to discuss it with you and feature it in the in the article I'm, I'm writing. And I was like, yo, what? And I thought, who's this? Who, who's this person? And then um, I think this is going to be a scam message. And then when I look online and I see that she, you know, I look on her Wikipedia, no, she's an she's an author, literary scholar, columnist, TV host. You know, she's an alma mater for like loads of universities as well. I'm just like, uh, what? And she's a professor. I was like, no way. No way this is a real thing. And then um I looked at the email address, like, no, that looks pretty real. Then um, we spoke on the phone, had, had a lovely chat and stuff, and um yeah, and then because of my my uh, meme, she she then wrote an article. Um quoting me, quoting me. It wasn't actually about me, it was just about um just Jamaica's performance at Olympics and just kind of our attitude on the world stage. And stuff so it's pretty cool so i'll need to share that around on on all my platforms to link to that um and it, yeah it's just cool it's, it's jamaica cleaner something that i just knew about before i had even um no this is something i knew before she spoke to me the cleaner this uh it's a big bloody newspaper man um but yeah but uh, what i was gonna say Yes, that's what I've done that week, this week. There you go, that's something that was noteworthy. Forgot about that. Um, what else? That's the, the, ah, that's another thing. There you go, it's all coming back to me now, what I've done this week. Uh, wife had to go to the dentist, so I had to... Um, so I I took Zadie. Well, I was trying to be careful with my language there. I didn't want to say look after Zadie like I'm some kind of weekend dad. Um, <laughs> she had to go to the dentist, so I was with Zadie... Um, in the streets of London, uh, so it's just me with the baby carrier. I tell you what, the looks you get as a man carrying a baby. I don't think women know how they're looking at you, um, but it happens. Naomi's mum joked about it, saying, "Oh, you left down alone with the baby, so I'll be careful." Because, and then Naomi was like, "Ah, no, nah, no one's gonna be looking at him." And I go, "No, I, I literally did. I literally only walked to Costa, and." We kept just looking at me. I'm not sure if it was even like necessarily, um, not even like a sexual way, but it was a look of, oh, like interest. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's interesting. They want to be with me, but there's definitely interest. Like, put it like this: if I wanted to start a conversation, they will be way more open and ready for a conversation. Out with me. So I'm not sure if that makes me, you know non-threatening because i've got a baby so that makes me scarier than less than, than scarier than other men or you know if i was if i was gonna say yeah the mom's not around she's music struggling single dad but i'm staying strong for me and my baby girl but these women would be like oh well here's my number if you ever need help you know <laughs> i know man I, know, I just know that men don't look at women the same way when they're walking alone with a kid so yeah i don't know I don't know. That's what I did. Walk, walk around the kids. It's funny though. But like, who else is going to walk around the kids? If it's not my wife, then it's going to be me, right? I'm not, um, you know, I was trying to listen to a podcast about um, parenting and the man's role in parenting. Because a lot, what's a lot of podcasts saying is a lot of women feel frustration because they feel like um, it's basically 
you know, they, they have all the mental load of parenting. They have to think about everything and, and they're tired of delegating stuff to the man. Like they want the man to actually take initiative and think of stuff themselves. So it's not a thing of, you know, like the example they use is like if a mother goes to the father, what's the child going to eat today? The father almost look at her as if to go, why are you asking me? Like, I don't know, what, what are you going to give her? And the point they're trying to make is, you know, they the man's kid as well. Why does the man thought about what the child's going to eat today? Um, and I guess the counter argument is that men just say we go out to work. There's some women saying, yeah, but that that's actually a, a nice break from 24-7 childcare. And it's just a cool podcast. This. I didn't finish listening to all of it, but it's like back and forth of the perspectives. And um, the one of the, keys, one of the key things that stuck in my head, though, is that how this kind of style of fatherhood in the West. Do you want to make it particularly racial, black fatherhood? I don't think it's necessarily a black fatherhood thing. I think it's just general fatherhood in the West in the sense of men being more hands-on when it comes to actual child care, you know, nurturing, um, you know, taking an active role in the child's development. I think the way I've always seen parenting is it's like almost an 80-20 split towards the mum when they're younger and then um, well, the first few days, always 90-10. And then as time goes on, that it goes towards 50. It goes way towards 50 because, you know, as a dad, you can do more things. You start dropping your kids off to places, pick them up everywhere. You know, take them to all their after-school classes and extracurricular stuff. And you know what I mean? You're then more involved. Um, having to be the parent that goes on the trip. Parents, you're there. So it ends up being more 50-50. But, um, but yeah, that's guess I've always seen. And I've joked about it before Zadie was even here that I was like, I keep on forgetting that my wife's never been a parent before, so I need to stop thinking about her as the expert and she's going to tell me what we're doing um i think i've done okay with it so far and i guess also i try to think of you know parenting as well you play your position it's it's a team sport so you've got to play your position right like you uh all relationships any aspect of relationship because she breastfeeds doesn't mean that i because i don't we're not doing an equal thing i don't have to pick up other jobs around the relationship whether that's dinner or keeping the house tidy i've literally stopped hoovering just to do this pod um or vacuuming because it's not a hoover it's a it's a hetty that's what we've got not in the henry a hetty um it's a pink one but i'm comfortable with my masculinity so um but yeah so it's, it's just that it's interesting just the different dynamics and people you know how they navigate even just parenting, just other stuff in relationships. I always find relationships very interesting to listen to um, and discuss in podcasts because um, some people talk about their relationship like it is the the archetype. That is how your relationship should be. It should be like us. And other people just very much like, oh, if that works for you, that works for you, but not for me. And I feel like, but it must work for you. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, me and my wife are pretty... Pretty traditional in some respect. Like I, before we even had uh, kids, we discussed that. Oh, you know, if we were to have a kid, would you want to go back to work straight away? She's ah, not really. <laughs> I 
And I was like, yeah, that works for me. I mean, there must be tents of people who never discussed that, right? Must be. Must be. But, um, oh, something else came to my head I was going to discuss. Oh, TV. This is a very random, scatty podcast. Watch uh, Clickbait, people, on Netflix. Yeah, Clickbait. Uh, it's a limited series, eight episodes. Um, very good. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot, a lot, a lot. I, I liked it. Um, it's about... Wait, let me make sure I deliver this properly. It's... Um, I try and give you a synopsis. It's not a spoiler. Okay, here we go. Boom. So, it's about um, a man who is apparently abducted and there's a video of him posted online that says he's been abusing girl, uh, abusing women and he and um, and if it reaches 5 million views he's going to die. That's like the very first episode. Right, that's what it's about. And then the next seven episodes is basically trying to work out how we got to this position. How we got to this place. Over the time, over the episodes, you find out whether... And it's good because it's a limited series. It gets concluded in episode eight. It all gets concluded. But throughout each episode as well, you have a query and it will get concluded. So you're not left there going, why did that happen? I wonder how they got there. You watch eight episodes... You could then say it's crap, but you definitely can't say, I don't know what happened or why it happened. Or what about this thing? No, everything is covered. It, all the ends are tied and you can go about your life. You're not left there going, oh, that's so annoying. Um, but it's really good. It's got the woman from Get Out in it. You know, the the black woman, the first one who's had her brain messed with, where she's there crying, going, no, 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 and smiling and crying at the same time. That woman, she's in there. Um, I think that's the only actress or actor uh, I recognise. No, that's an actress, like actor. So that's the only actor I recognise. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's um, that's everything I've done this week. Covered um, news. Nothing in the news worth mentioning. Um, that's the Afghanistan thing still going on, obviously. I think I've said that already. I ain't got much to add to it. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I've, I've got a vague idea. It just seems a bit shit, right? That's it. So, I mean, I think I banged on about it enough last week. So, I won't talk about it anymore. Let's see. Let's have a quick peruse of Twitter. Let's see if there's anything that's happening where I'm going to look like a moron if I don't mention it. Um, oh jeez I'm there screaming about Tottenham top of the league what about Cristiano Ronaldo coming back to the Premier League what about that what a crazy transfer window crazy transfer window but yeah Cristiano Ronaldo's coming back to Man United um, I think it's a wicked signing but the way it went down is hilarious though the way it went down is hilarious but it's a good signing I mean, they've got like a bloody 33-man first-team squad, which is ridiculous. But what I find, uh, what I found funny, oh, 
so it warms on my sword. What I found funny about the Carlos Bernardo thing was how I swear United said they're not interested in the guy. He's too old. That he weren't even really available. Well, like not interested in the guy. Too old. Uh, then they just let that go. And then Man City said we're interested. Man City said we've agreed personal terms. Man City said they're going to put in a bid. And United went no 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 no. Uh, I think Sir Alex Ferguson called him Rio. Patrice Evra, Rooney commented, Solskjaer commented, <laughs> everyone came out when they heard he's going Mad City. And um, to me, what it reminded me of is, um, you know, when you've split up with someone and, you know, you've gone your separate ways, you're all good. You, you don't even fancy them anymore. You know what I mean? You dumped them. You had enough of them. And then you see them with someone who you're like, not this arsehole. And it's just, uh, as my friend called it, it's just a jealousy shag that's gone too far. You, you're jealous that they're moving on and you go, no, 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 no. I love you. What? I love you. What do you mean you love me? You, we literally split up last week because you wouldn't, you wouldn't move in with me. Now you say you love me. Yeah, I love you. I want, I want to marry you. <laughs> He's like, what? Where's that come from? Because he's seen you talking to someone else. That is what Man United did. They weren't interested in Ronaldo. They're going to wake up the next morning after they've signed the contract. Be like, oh shit. We've got to pay this guy for a 36-year-old 480 grand a week. But uh, I say 36-year-old. He's a different kind of 36-year-old. There's actually no point mentioning the man's age. Because, uh, no. He's, he's a different level uh, of of guy, so um, he's not you're not he's not your average thirty six year old. Bye. Shout out to Man United for side of him. Um, Kanye West new album's out today. I need to listen to that. Um, um, what else there? Molly May from Love Island made it. She's the creative director. Of Pretty little thing. Shout out her. I mean, Love Island only make you famous for a short amount of time. you got to keep that work up. So shout out to her, man. Shout out to her. Um, let's see. Uh, that's it. That's it. I can't find anything else interesting. Um, uh, good, good content. Me just got, uh, like, um, like a Premier League footballer after a game asking how it went. Right, let's get, let's get on to Dear Deirdre then because, um, What's going on in the world? Is there? No. No, no, no. Um, so, yeah, I've got this says Kanye West album after the pod. While the F1 plays in the background, while I vacuum clean. I'm a proper millennial. Can't do one thing at once. I have to do everything at once to keep me stimulated. <laughs> Uh, right, let's go. Dear Deirdre, I've got a thing for Mrs. Hit. 
Mrs. Hinch, but my wife refuses to dress up as a maid. I don't know who Mrs. Hinch is. Dear Deirdre, I've got a thing from Mrs. Hinch, but sadly my wife doesn't. And she's now refusing to dress up as a French maid. She says, I'm unhealthily obsessed with Mrs. Hinch, but I simply admire her style. Right? You keep on saying Mrs. Hinch like this is someone I should know. And this is annoying me. So let me Google Mrs. Hinch. Am I going to end up looking like a flipping weirdo? Um, Mrs. Hinch is a British influencer and she does cleaners. Oh, right. Okay. Hold on. So you went to my dresses and maids and stuff. And Mrs. Hinch. I was thinking like, um, Kim and Aggie. You know how clean your home is. Like, you know, with the marigolds and the pinny. I thought she was going to look like that. I didn't expect her to be a 31-year-old blonde influencer. <laughs> Like, she's not my type, but like, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, she's she's hot. Not my, not she's not for me, but I get it. Like, guys understand. So yeah, like, I I think a lot of guys would like her and not really care that she does the cleaning thing. So it's funny that you're like, yeah, I, I just like to clean it. It's like, that's probably what's pissing off your wife. It's like me saying, oh, uh, I've got, <laughs> I don't know, I've... I don't know, I can't remember the equivalent of it. But I was thinking you'll say you got a thing for Mrs. Hinch. Maybe if you said you got a thing for the maid outfit, then that's something else. But because you're saying, I got a thing for Mrs. Hinch, that's mad. It's like how my jammer hosts boxing, right? If I was going... Yeah, put on, put on some, um, dress like a presenter. Because I've got a thing for Maya Jammer. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, why are you bringing this other woman's name into this situation? Why just say dress in office wear? It's like, no, yeah, no, yeah, but like, like Maya Jammer. Though. <laughs> like, I don't know. Anyway, let's, let's see what this guy's saying. Um, she says, I'm unhealthy obsessed with Mrs. Hinge and I simply admire her style. I'm 45, my wife is 42, we have a daughter of 16, we have a lovely home. We are, we at least, well, at least it would be if we were clean properly. Um, I work long hours as an entertainment manager for a hotel chain. My wife works part-time in accounts, so I feel it's only fair that she does the lion's share of cleaning. However, she's happy to let the washing pile up on the side and doesn't seem to care about the dust gathering. It drives me mad. Whatever, whenever she has free time, she would rather go to the gym to keep the house clean. I've tried encouraging her. Um, I've even put up a massive cupboard for her in the garage so she could have her own cleaning Narnia, just like Mrs. Hinch, uh, Hinch's, but she's filled it with her workout equipment instead. Well, right. I mean, I don't want to give someone a whole cleaning cupboard if they don't like cleaning. Anyway, um, we used to have fun together, but I feel we have less in common and she's putting away because you're nagging her about cleaning. We had a great sex life together. We were both up for trying new things. So when I asked her to put on a French maid's outfit and bright yellow marigolds in the bedroom, she was game at first. I found it such a turn on, I thought she did too. It became my go-to bedroom request. But now she's refusing to play along and I'm really lucky if we have sex once a month. Now. Yeah, because you just overcooked it, mate. She, went, she was up for the game, but then if you keep on asking her every time you have sex, put on the maid's outfit. She's going to feel inadequate. I don't have someone dressing up all the time. Um, 
Yes, I walked to the bathroom while she was dyeing her hair. She was using marigolds uh, to stop her hands getting covered in dye, and I couldn't help but get frisky. You're you're a freak, mate. <laughs> you got those marigolds on? Are those size medium? Oh, small. Oh. <laughs> but when I started stroking her back, she got angry. Um, if we can't sort this out, I really don't see how we can stay together. Um, yeah, you got to try and have sex well without the marigolds on, bro. That's what you got to do. Let her know that you're interested in her, not just the, the rubber gloves. Um, right, driving me mad. Driving me mad. My fella never offers to drive and never offers any money um, for parking or petrol. Yeah, women really like a guy I can drive. I've two I've had two exes and someone I was seeing all hint about me not driving. I didn't have a car at any time of seeing these these women or being with them. Um I could always drive in all that time, I always had a license, but I never had a situation in life that I thought it was worth me having a car. So for example, with one of them I was still living at home out in Essex, um and I worked in London five days a week. So for me, I only need a car for the weekend. Um, so it just didn't make sense for me to be owning a car just as how I drove at the weekend. Um, so they used to kind of hint at it. Oh, you don't you have a car, you don't drive. So, and the funny thing was this person, they couldn't drive. Like they didn't have a license. Their dad couldn't drive, didn't have a license. So I was like, why are you talking to me about me not driving? Yeah? Look at your own, face your own family. <laughs> Face yourself. Then another one. Um, she had access to a car. She shared it with her parents. With one of her parents. So she had access to a car. Again though. I was living in, in London. Um, I, didn't, I don't think I. You know, I used to go out to um, Essex to play football at the weekend. So I could have used it then. But generally. I'd go after work and get pissed up. So Again. I don't know where I'd be driving to. It would have been useful to drive out to to Essex. I was living in East London at the time. But generally, I could get everywhere I wanted to um, by train. And also, it was the turn of Uber. Uber had just come out. So I was like, I do not need a car. This allows me to get drunk. And I could just get the Uber. It's cheap. I don't care. Um, yeah, I remember her. I remember me and her really falling out. Because, um, I, I get it, like, I'd, so I booked, uh, <laughs> I booked a weekend away somewhere, and I was like, yeah, we'll just get the train there. And she was like, I don't want to get the train there. So, well, okay, so what do you want to do? Because I'm, I'm about to book train tickets for us. She's like, no. Like, All right, cool. So what? She goes, I want us to drive. I was like, cool. All right, we can drive, but. So you're okay to drive? She's like, no. I was like, I don't, get, I, don't, I don't understand what's happening here. So like, I want you to drive. I was like, I don't have a car. She goes, I know. That's the problem. I was like, okay, that's that's mad. You <laughs> you 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 know I you know I didn't have a car. Like we're not even new to this relationship. We're we're like a year in. <laughs> what's happening here? <laughs> like she was probably the guy with me. She was pissed off. She was pissed off driving all the way there. And I was like, you opted to drive. Who's going to get a train? I planned the train. <laughs> Jeez, I don't want to get the train. <laughs> How are you going to get mad at me for not wanting to get the train? You know what I mean? So, she was fuming. 
she was fuming. It was cracked me up. That um, she was fuming about us having to get the train. So she drove and it just created tension for, not for the whole weekend, but it created tension in the car there. Had a good weekend. And then it's like she reminded herself that she had to drive back. She was pissed off. She was pissed off that she couldn't have a proper drink on the last night we was there. Because she had to drive the next morning. And I was like, I didn't make you drive. She's like, all right, so she's like, if we didn't drive, how did you plan this weekend to go? I was like, I've told you already, the train and cabs. The train and cabs. That's how I move everywhere. And I'm happy. It's fine. But yeah. So this next, so this next day, I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Um, I've, I've, I've got to be interested to see how this goes. So driving me mad. Uh, my fellow never offers to drive and never offers any money for parking or petrol. Dear Deirdre, every time we go out, my boyfriend assumes I will drive. It's really starting to annoy me. He's 29, I'm 27. We've been together for eight months. But since things have opened up, we've been socialised with friends again. I can see how selfish he is. Ah, He arranges nights out, then manoeuvres things that I have to pick him up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would drive, but I'm going to be at like Steve's. I've got to help fix his, like, fit his kitchen. And that, and that's kind of near to where we're going. So what I'll do, I have a shower at Steve's. I would come back to pick you up, but we're gonna end up being late. So maybe you can pick me up on the way into town. Yeah, I like this guy's moves. I like the way he moves. <laughs> um, no, Jake. So he never offers um, any money. So, so he never offers to drive. Never offers any money for parking or petrol. And if I suggest we get a cab home, he makes up excuses. See, that's that makes him a dick. I understand not wanting to drive, but you can't then force someone else to drive. Uh, so I end up driving out to his village to... Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, out in the sticks. His village to drive him back into town and then don't drink while he gets merry. He rarely buys the drinks and always jokes, is it your treat, babe, whenever we eat out? He's got some cheek as he gets paid more than I do. <laughs> I know these guys. I know these guys who get paid more than the woman and... Uh, they get to their head that the woman's with them for their money. So they then like make this woman jump through hoops. Even though it's actually probably unbalanced and she's probably doing more. It's kind of nuts. I've seen it before though. Not gonna lie, I've seen it before. Um, I asked him to drive last weekend and his response was, but you never drink much on a night out. It's such a waste. It's like, I can't because I'm always driving, you cock. Um, how do I get him to see he's being unfair? Um, just refuse to drive. Just get a cab. That's what you need to do. Cut off your nose, spite your face a little bit. Team Petty. Next time you're meant to go out, you get a cab to wait. I'll meet you there. He's like, what? He's like, I will meet you there. Or I'll pick you up on the way. And the cab. Tell the cab, yeah, he's dropped. Get to this place, pick the person up. And when he gets in, he's fuming about you being in a cab. He's like, what are you fuming about? You're not even paying for the cab. Like... And then you'll see what his issue is. And then if he doesn't offer to... Then you say, yeah, you got to pay half of the cab, mate. you got in the cab. What's you got to do? But yeah, you got you. It's a shame you actually have to ask for money because you think across the relationship and balance out. Like, he'd buy you stuff or he'd go out like for meals and drinks and he would buy you stuff. So it'd balance out, but obviously not. Um, Right... Next one, no care. My wife was gorgeous, but now she doesn't brush her hair and has put on weight. 
Oh dear. Dear, dear, when I met my wife, she was absolutely gorgeous, slim and toned with long, curly, blonde hair. My brother used to joke that you have to look at young women's mums to see how they're going to age. Back then, I'd laugh. I'd laugh off what he said. But now, when I look at my wife, I see her mother. Jesus. I'm 43 and she's 41. We have three daughters all under 10. She doesn't do any sport anymore. Some days she doesn't even brush her hair and she's put on weight. She's unmotivated, uninterested in seeing friends or leaving the house. Our sex life is non-existent. I don't fancy her anymore. This sounds tragic. I have stayed, no, so I've started to eye up other women, but would never actually stray. Is there anything I can do to help her? Yeah, tell her. Book her into a makeover. Um... Get her old clothes and give, give them to her to put on. So she can see how much they don't fit. Um, <laughs> um, offer to brush her hair for her. And let that brush and comb get jammed up in her hair. And be like, I'm sorry, babe. I thought this would be easy. You know what I mean? And then um, that's what you do. Um, you start talking about other women on TV while she's there, about how hot they are. <laughs> just really just, just neg her out. Just get get through the negative about shit and then just say, hey, you just lost a little bit of weight and combed your hair. You'd be amazing. And she, and what she'll do, she'll leave you for being an arse. <laughs> Terrible advice. Uh, but yeah. All right, I've got one more. This podcast's pretty short. Uh, sex stress. My boyfriend wants to have sex when I'm on my period, but I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, my boyfriend is a typical red-blooded male. Wants sex all the time. Okay. I don't mind at all uh, and, and take it as a compliment, except when it's my time of the month. This guy's just like, no, I will not give you seven days off. All the time. Um, I told him I'm not interested at all when I have my period, uh, but he constantly tries to convince me to try it. I'm 25, he's 27. I've told him I want to be left alone as I get really heavy bleeds and suffer with bad period pain, but he still won't leave it. I mean, you should go for the cell that helps relieve the period pain. Um, I told uh, yeah, so last week I gave him because I wanted him to stop going on, but it wasn't comfortable and I didn't enjoy it. Then I didn't, don't do it. Don't do it. I find the whole thing really embarrassing. I'm not sure why, but I feel very private about my body when I have my period. Now he says, as I've done it once, I should be over it and be up for it again. Like, yeah, he's starting to sound a bit nuts. Um, I don't go as far as using the R word, but he's he's getting there. He's in that territory, though. With a Y at the end. He's, he's, he's getting a bit... He's borderline. So he needs to relax. Ah, uh, yeah, you just tell him no. Um, just a strong firm no. Not interested in it. Didn't like it. You, that's, that's your evidence. You can't give You never tried it. How do you know you don't like it? Um, you know what I mean? So. You just tell him, piss off. No more. No. Tried it. Didn't like it. Stop it. Right, last one, because I just saw the headline and it made me laugh. 
Dear Deirdre, a uh, little white lie. My wife lied and told me she was a virgin when we met. Like, what can you do? What can you do now? What can you do now? Because if you if you got with her because she's a virgin, that's like what you like. Like, I've always found that weird anyway. You thought you was the first one there. Her body count has doubled to two. Doubled. If you thought your woman slept with 10 guys, then you found she slept with 20. Doubled. Let's see if he actually she lied though. I found out my wife has lied to me about her past and now our marriage will never be the same. Uh, we met when we were 23, married a year later and had two children. How do you know? Everything was wonderful for the first 10 years. I truly believed she was my soulmate. Then my wife started to suffer with mental health problems which brought out many ghosts from the past. She had told me that she was a virgin when we met, as I was. Ah, oh, man, that hurts as a man. She slept with more, guy, more people than you have. Double! Um, <laughs> as I was, but that turned out to be a lie. I now know she slept with four other men. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! It nearly ruined our marriage. That that will kill a boner, you know. Because if you thought she hadn't slept with anyone, like if you're one of those guys, are who? What's their names? Tell me about them. Was it this bigger than mine? Like we, if you give it all of that energy. And stuff, then you're, you're done. Because all you're going to be thinking about is her sleep with those four other guys at the same time. You know what I mean? She'll offer you something like, not even sexual. She'll offer you like just a piece of cake. You doing a slice of cake, Graham? And it's like, not with that fork. The same fork you put in your mouth. The same mouth you use to suck all those dicks. It's <laughs> just like, Graham, can I speak to you? In... Can I speak to you over here, please? Graham, do not ruin this, okay? This is our daughter's birthday, her seventh birthday party, and you're embarrassing me. You're embarrassing yourself, and you're embarrassing your daughter. Get it together, okay? And he's just like, whore! (laughs) Anyway, uh, right, so... I knew it! I couldn't stop imagining her having sex with other men. I knew it. I knew it. It was ruined. Ruined! Ruined! When we did finally start having intercourse again, it was no longer making love, just something physical. Yeah, you were just looking at the back of her head, hating her, grunting. Um, we both, we are both now 42. She's my best friend, the mother of my children, and the only woman I've ever loved. But the lies have changed our marriage. I feel I can't entirely trust her, and that I don't really know her. I don't know how I can get past this in my mind. Now, look, I said it, bro, it's, it's, a, it's a head fudge, but look. As what the advice is given to Del Curry, there's nothing good out there, bro. Nothing. Even if she slept with four guys, even if she slept with 50 guys, you've been married for what, 20 years now? There's nothing out there for you, bro. Nothing. Nothing's getting better than what you've got. You ain't a catch. It's going to be sad for you. Yeah? It's going to be sad for you. There will always be someone willing to, to smash her, but not you. Not you, not you. Um, it's, it's not your, it's not your life, bro. All right. Anyway, that is um, the end of the pod. Uh, like I said, gigging on uh, Mondays is the same days you're hearing this pod. Also, gigging on Saturday. Um, that be a top secret. Coming home. It's the first first Saturday of the month. Going to be a top secret, obviously. Um, and it's going to be me and the, the rest of the band, and Bash Gang. So me, Jay Handley, Philo Hub, Kazim Jamal. And also got Ashley. 
Barnhill performing as well. Uh, you'll see the white lady on the poster. You realise that's not one of the guys. Yep, she's all the way from America. She does tour support for David Chappelle. Okay, that that's the level of guests we have coming to our show. Yeah, guest comedians. So grab your ticket for that if you want. It's free. Just go topsecret.com. Um, I ain't got on my website because I haven't managed my website for a while because I've just been, you know, busy. So, uh, <laughs> I'm professional busy. So, you go to Top Secret Comedy and you'll see it on Saturday, the 4th of September. That's it. That's the end of the pod. Let me get back to vacuuming. Um, so, Nomi isn't thinking, what the hell? How come she ain't done it? I've been out for 40 minutes. Anyway, that's it in the pod, people. Peace!